listeners may find the following content disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, y'all, yuns and yuns. Welcome to the Appalachian Crime Trail podcast. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Nikki. First off, sorry for not posting last week. Life gets in the way. But we're back. We're back. Woo! Yay. <laughs> well, there's been a lot happening in true crime. Holy crap, that's what I was getting ready to say. Yeah. Like, we have been on the overload. Like, we've been messaging back and forth and texting <laughs> back and forth. Like, apparently true crime is bustling in, well, in the region, but overall this week with, like, yeah. there's some weird stories and, like, some crazy ones where I'm just like, holy cow. Well, and these are, these two that we're going to talk about, so we're actually recording, um, we're recording two episodes today because I have to travel next weekend, this weekend. Yeah. This weekend. Yeah. So, but these two are from, like, November-ish, the articles, but they're still, like, pertinent, so, Mm -hmm. but there's been a lot going on this week, and we'll talk about next episode, so it may seem a little bit wonky. Yeah, well. (laughs) So, um, so if you... Uh, haven't seen there was a college student by the name of Ruth George who was murdered on it was right around Thanksgiving it was in Chicago and this guy I'm not going to say his name because he doesn't deserve that cat called her and it was very late at night and she Mm -hmm. ignored him and then proceeded to follow her into the parking garage and murdered her strangled her in the back of her car and then left her for dead they have caught him. Well, who they believe, I yeah. guess it is. But she was only 19. And I don't know. It's something about, like, the college student stories that you hope and you, like, you talk to your kids about doing all the right things. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, she – that's when people are like, why don't you just ignore the cat calls? This is the kind of shit that happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an extreme case, but it's still, like, a case. And it's – really, it's – what makes me so angry is it shouldn't like we shouldn't have to be on our freaking guard women shouldn't be have to be on their guard all the time Mm -hmm. like in general teach boys and men that there are limits and that women are equals women non-binary however you present yourself and choose to identify identify as yeah thank my brain cannot compute today but However you choose to identify, I mean, everyone is equal, and you need to treat every person with respect. So Ruth was from, Ruth George, the girl that was murdered, was from Naperville, Illinois, and she went to the University of Illinois in Chicago. There's multiple campuses of U of I, um, but she was a sophomore honors student and wanted to be a physical therapist. And it was, like, right before the holidays, and I think I saw an article at one point where her mom was talking, and it just broke my heart. And some entitled... Assays so. decided that he didn't like the fact that she was ignoring him being rude. The other thing that we wanted to bring up, I, I don't have a ton of information on it, but my friend shared this article and I sent it to Nikki and I was like, this is weird. Maybe we should talk about this. So this is in Appalachia in Greenville, North Carolina, at East Carolina University. So there was a body of a student found inside a residence hall. This is the sixth death this semester at ECU. Um, two of them have been on campus. That's insane. That's a lot of deaths in one semester for a small college campus. I mean, yeah, six out of 22,000. That's a lot. I mean, six deaths for students in a semester is a lot. Period. I was, well, I think my... Even if you went to WVU, like, and WVU's a big school. That's a lot of, like, Even one death, death yeah. is a lot. Because yeah. it doesn't... 
happen. I know there was a um, student who took their own life the first college I went to my mm-hmm. sophomore year. No, my freshman year. But I think that was, like, the only time anyone died the mm-hmm. entirety went to college. And, I mean, I went to small schools, but even while I was there, I think, the, like, the only deaths I remember from WVU was a kid who died in a hazing thing. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. That boy. But, you know. So it's just, it's a little weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know what all of the cases are. Maybe we could do that one episode. That seems like it's a high statistical number for a college. Yeah. So. It is. Anyway, mm-hmm. anything else true crime related or not that um, you want to talk about? No. Okay, awesome. Well, let's get on to our stories this week. Dun, dun. <laughs> case that a lot of people listening are probably familiar with because it's a recent thing that happened and that is the death of Heather Heyer. For those of you who maybe, I, I, I mean it went national but also I feel like because we lived close to it but we're really close to Charlottesville where we currently live mm-hmm. so I think because I you know I lived on the east coast I saw it everywhere also because I follow a bunch of social, 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 social justice people. In August of 2017, there was a Unite the Right rally planned in Charlottesville, Virginia. Um, For those of you who are not from the U.S., the right is the conservative side of our party. However, this rally, conservative side of our party, conservative side of our politics, this rally was like the far, far, far far right. right. It was a white supremacist rally. Yeah, pretty much. And it was planned. Like, they went through all Mm -hmm. the, you know, to have a rally. They went through all the proper channels to make sure. And the biggest reason that they were having this rally was because there was a Robert E. Lee statue in Charlottesville, and they were wanting to take it down. And so these Mm -hmm. men, I don't even know if I saw a woman there supporting that side, honestly. That was what spurred. And that also, you know, is, I think that was maybe one of the first, like, statues being taken down it um i'm trying to remember because it was right around that time well there were several in virginia that had already been taken down yeah and the biggest thing was is that this group was stating that charlottesville was too rich in uh the southern history and this and that and i mean here and this is just straightforward Supporting symbols of oppressors or the oppressors themselves makes you side with them, makes you racist, sexist, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. And Robert E. Lee was the head general, right, of, mm-hmm. of, the, the, Confederacy. of the Confederacy. <laughs> and you can argue all you want about what the Confederacy fought for, whether it's states' rights, all these things. Try but me. The, try me. But the Confederacy... <laughs> And I realize, yes, there were people who were enslaved <coughs> in the Union, and there are all those things. The Confederacy was fighting to keep people enslaved. They were treated yeah. as three-fifths of a person. Yeah. So you can't argue that you're in any way right or a good person if you're supporting that uh, ideal. Ideal. Then, yeah. yeah. 
a lot of this stuff is still going on. So when mm-hmm. I was like looking for cases and I was like, oh, Heather Heyer. I feel really like, terrible for not realizing that. Well, and, what, because and that's I totally part of the reason, forgotten her name. But that's the part I of the reason I felt that. like yeah. I wanted to talk about this again because yeah. I feel like. So back to the case or the event. So this was about the removal of statues, and this was a giant white supremacist rally. The students that were in Charlottesville were worried and scared, mm-hmm. and a lot of protesters came mm-hmm. to protest this. Specifically, Antifa, which is the anti-fascist group, was a, one that got a lot of press coverage. Mm-hmm. But there were a lot of people that were just there to protest this terrible thing that was yeah. happening. You can go on the internet. There are so many videos of people attacking each other from both sides mm-hmm. and being physically violent. There was a lot of doxing that happened. So mm-hmm. a lot of people would take photos of these people that were part of the white supremacist Unite the Right rally and find them on the internet. And mm-hmm. then they pretty much expose them. Yeah, they exposed them. That's a lot what of doxing them. is, if you're yeah, not sure. <laughs> they got fired. From their jobs and all these things. So a lot of this was happening. I'm not sure if that happened to um, Antifa. There's the video of this car, which is what ended up killing Heather. So this is in four, on around Fourth Street in Charlottesville. A car drove down, and you can and I watched it like mm-hmm. I watched it years ago and the two years ago when it came out. But this guy drove down the street, and they did like a analysis, police reenactment or whatever, and they said that he was only going like twenty three to twenty eight miles per hour. But that's still pretty fast for impacting a human body or multiple human bodies as this. So he drove down, ran into people, and another car, backed up. And did it again. And did it again. And, like, kept hitting people multiple mm-hmm. times this way. Yeah, and when he backed up, he proceeded to go faster. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't stop. So it was definitely, like, you can tell it was an intentional. Oh, yeah. Like, all that stuff. And um, because people started hitting his car, things like that, he ended up injuring <coughs> 35 people in total. Some had minor injuries. Some had more intense injuries <clears throat> and were kept in the hospital. But Heather Heyer was the only death. From the incident a helicopter actually followed his car because there was a police officer that had been stationed there and they left mm-hmm. and then another police officer called and was like there's a lot of crap happening here can we please get somebody and then no one came and i don't know if having a cop there would have changed what happened but that but i mean either way there's just so many people you know i mean 35 people were injured let alone all mm-hmm. the other people there and then there's one well and the charlottesville police were really like overwhelmed they general. were because they didn't expect that many people Mm-mm. to come i want to talk a little bit i'm not going to talk about the guy who he got charged with murder and a bunch of other charges and has been sentenced to over 400 years in prison he's not getting out but i want to talk a little bit about heather so she was 32 when she passed away she was born on may 29th 1985 she grew up in ruckersville virginia and she had been a waitress and a bartender and then someone from the Miller Law Group saw her and hired her, even though she had no law experience, and was like, I'll work with you, we'll train you. And so she was working at this law firm mm-hmm. when she passed away. As a lot of these stories are like, she and her friend wanted to go to this rally mm-hmm. to protest, but they both agreed that it seemed kind of dangerous, like things were ramping up, so they decided not to go. But then I guess Heather decided last minute that she really felt like she needed to be there mm-hmm. and went. She's buried in an unmarked private grave because they're afraid of people vandalizing her grave. That's sad. 
Well, I just shared an article this week of people drawing swastikas on a bunch of Nazi graves. Nazi graves. Oh, my gosh. Jewish graves. So, I mean, I totally understand. Same with, I mean, even with um, Zona, with Mm -hmm. the Greenbrier ghost, she's not buried in where they actually have her headstone is Mm -hmm. not where she's buried. She's buried somewhere else Mm -hmm. because they're trying to protect the person that's passed away, which is just so sad. Her last post on her Facebook page said, if you're not outraged, you're not paying attention. And I feel like that is a statement that still (laughs) stands true, just like Mm -hmm. we were talking about before with all the things that are happening. I also wanted to provide you guys with a resource that I find really helpful. So the Southern Poverty Law Center actually has a map and a database where you can go on and find all the hate groups that are near you in your area. I highly encourage Really? Mm-hmm. I, I did not know that. Yes. And I highly encourage you to go on just to be aware of who's in your state, who's around you, because people in these groups are people that you interact with on a daily basis. I feel like everyone should be aware. I mean, I think people have felt more comfortable voicing their opinions, but... I still think like people should be aware like if there is a hate group in your area you should know that you should make sure that if you're maybe part of the minority or um, group that they're hating against and doing terrible things to that you just are aware that that's happening so I that's I just wanted to remind people of Heather Heyer I wanted to remind people of that rally because I think it's important to remember that that was only two years ago but that was two years ago and we're still dealing with a lot of stuff that's my story for this week (laughs) anyway yes that's my story this week um remember heather higher remember that there are people out there that need you know especially those of us that have white privilege or any other kind of privilege you know make sure that you're helping voice for people who need voices and find the hate groups in your area okay thanks Nikki, what is your, your, our, the cold case? What is the cold case this week? Okay, so cold case this week, which I have my little murder notebook, I guess is what I'm calling it, with its flowers on the front. This case, cold case, is that of the mysterious deaths, well, the murders of David Lee Meltzer and Heidi Lynn Childs. And I'm, it's kind of an older case, um, but I'm talking about it because there's some new leads. David Lee Meltzer, who was 19, he was from Lynchburg, Virginia, and Heidi Lynn Childs, who was 18, and she was from Forest, Virginia. They were both sophomores at Virginia Tech, um, which is in Blacksburg, Virginia, and they both attended Heritage Baptist Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. They had been dating for about four years. So David's parents are Keith and Susan Metzler, and his dad is a doctor. He graduated from Brookville High School in 2008. He played soccer, and he was majoring in industrial and systems engineering. Like, more power to you, bud, because I don't even know what that is. So he was active in the campus ministry, which was Campus Crusade for Christ, um, and he played the guitar and liked to write songs. And Heidi, who, like I said, was also a sophomore at Tech, she was actually majoring in biochemistry. 
and plan meets on becoming a physician assistant when she finished her bachelor's. Yeah. She was an honor student. She was also a member of Campus Crusade for Christ. And she actually played guitar also and liked to write songs. And she was one of eight children. Her father is, here's what's really sad. Um, Her father is actually a retired state police helicopter pilot. So... So, on August 26, 2009, the two had just recently returned for classes at Virginia Tech, and they, that evening, or, yeah, that evening they went to Caldwell Fields, which is a recreation area in the Jefferson National Forest, um, and it's a popular area for Virginia Tech students. It's only about 16 miles from campus, which, if you, if I'm remembering correctly, if you drive to Blacksburg from here, you actually pass this area. Oh, Yeah. Metzler had asked Childs to go on a special date, he said. Heidi had written some songs and wanted to share them with David. And they didn't plan on being too late out uh, because Heidi still had homework she had to do. So the next morning on August 27, 2009, their bodies were found in the rec area's parking lot on Craig Creek Road. And this runs through U.S. 460, U.S. Route 460 from Montgomery County to Craig County, Virginia. David Metzler had been shot through the driver's side window and he was actually found in the car. Heidi Childs was shot as she was fleeing the car, they think, because she was found outside the vehicle Mm -hmm. and the door was open. So, um, in the initial investigation, it produced no major leads. Montgomery County Sheriff's led the initial task force and in 2012 there was actually and it kind of had stalled out at that point um so in 2012 there was a small breakthrough in the case where dna evidence was found i guess from either the vehicle i think it was the vehicle actually it was on david's side so the driver's side they found dna evidence Mm -hmm. from neither of those two so no other announcements had been made though since 2012 until August of 2019, and then the state police put out a news release that the task force was going to relaunch, and it will encompass 10 agencies total. Encompass? Encompass. Encompass. (laughs) Thank you. Um, This included the FBI, U.S. Marshals, U.S. Attorney's Office, U.S. Forest Service, Virginia Tech, and Blacksburg Police Departments. And what they were going to do is they were going to re-examine all the evidence that was collected. Evidence? (laughs) My fucking hick accent's no, coming out. I just, it's sometimes it's the words, and I listen, and I edit, and I'm like, oh, we should have caught that, but we didn't. Uh, so, okay. So, they announced that they would re-examine all evidence collected over the past decade and use new technological advances, um, and they were starting fresh and moving forward with this case. So, since August, there hasn't really been any other news come out about it, but hopefully this way... That, I mean, hopefully they'll produce some actual suspects or lead to an arrest mm-hmm. or something. And so I actually got this info on the case itself. I was scrolling through and found a Roanoke Times article from August 21st, 2019. That was written by Mike Gangloff, G-A-N-G-L-O-F-F. And then the information on Heidi and David, I actually found their info on Legacy.com, on their obituaries. So that's our cold case for this week. And Kirsten... How about we start a new little corner? It's still a recommendations, but we're not going to stick to podcasts because let's be real, guys. We like, ran out of podcasts. Because I listen to the same shit all the time. I can't help it. 
I love it. I love my King Falls AM. I love my, my favorite murder. I love my Voices for Justice now. I'm obsessed with Voices for Justice. Sarah Turney, you are amazing. I hope you listen to this because you are amazing, Sarah. Thank you. But, I mean, I'm literally stuck on the same one. So, we're going to do recommendations still, but it's going to be recommendations of whatever we freaking please. Because And, and you what, know what, what was the title you gave this, Nikki? I think it's a brilliant title. Thank you. So, this is going to be called <laughs> The Rec Center. Oh, my God. You're welcome, ladies and gents and non-binary friends. I feel like it's fitting because, like, I don't know, most rec centers are, like, <laughs> a little downhill. A little downhill. <laughs> a little, uh, off the cuff. Yeah. Kind of not funded enough. I mean, yeah. it's us. So, um, so Nikki was like, "I'm gonna recommend a YouTube channel," and then I was like, "I watch YouTube all the time." Oh my god, that's all I did so, today. Um, it's not all I did today because I've been at church and then at church and then at a concert and then mm. I'm here. I guess I need to go to church and um, be a good girl one of these well, days. <laughs> so my YouTube channel recommendation is one that, like, I knew she had a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. But Christy Carlson Romano, a.k.a. Ren Stevens from Even Stevens, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Kim Possible. Um, Wait, she was Kim Possible? Yeah. I did not know that. She also has played Belle on Broadway, I think. She's done a bunch of stuff. She has a YouTube channel, and it's uh, like a cooking Mm-hmm. show but what she does is she brings back like disney and nickelodeon oh, stars Jesus. there's she did a whole uh the we went to the moon in 1969 song mm-hmm. she did a whole reboot of that and sang the song again it's very good and they make food and like i don't even care about the food i more so care about the nostalgia aspect of it so definitely listen to it that was a long rant i'll cut out all the hillary duff stuff um <laughs> just Maybe leave just... that part in uh what is your are we calling, my rec center? Wait, yeah, we're going rec, rec center. Are, can it just be called rec center and then we ask for recommendations? Yeah, or is your rec center like you own a center? <laughs> that makes sense. All right, what is your recommendation, Nikki? Uh, so my recommendation for rec center is, um, I have become obsessed. Well, that sounds creepy. Let's not say obsessed. I have absolutely come to love. Um, Alexandria Ryan's channel on YouTube and she's got like a pretty decent little following. Um, I mean, it's not like huge by any means or anything like that. Um, but what she does is she gets all these subscription boxes. Like she gets subscription boxes from like Ipsy and BoxyCharm and Causebox and FabFitFun and all that. And she does uh, like unboxings like of each monthly box she gets and stuff. Is that who you were watching on the TV like a couple weeks ago when I came in? I mean, maybe. <laughs> you were watching but an unboxing video. <laughs> she's absolutely freaking hilarious. And I love her because literally she is kind of scattered brain and forgetful, much like myself. And she's adorable. But she's, I mean, she's really down to earth, really cool. Um, She did just go through like something really terrible. Her So her AdSense account was actually hacked. So she hasn't been able to get her AdSense, oh, no. which is her revenue, oh, yeah. for like a month and a half almost now. And it's like, she's finally getting it all fixed and stuff. But anyways, go watch her. She's hilarious. Like I said, her name is Alexandria Ryan. And she's actually from Kentucky. Um, She lives in Kentucky, so she's not one of those YouTubers that's out in LA. California. Like, she's in Appalachia, so. 
But she's hilarious, and I just love watching her. She's so fun. Yes. So, anyways. Well, thanks for joining us for Rec Center. Um, <laughs> join us in the Rec Center. I don't know. Anything else? We need? I told you I used all my energy on that story. Anything else? Uh, Not that I that I can think of. Well, thanks y'all for listening. We appreciate you. Be kind. Bye, Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to the Appalachian Crime Trail podcast. If you like this podcast, make sure to rate us on iTunes and subscribe and download new episodes. You can find us anywhere podcasts are found. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our email is AppalachianCrimeTrail at gmail.com.